everyone, and welcome back to the Wellness Podcast. This is episode number 80. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Caitlin. Hi. And that's it. We're flying solo, you and me. <laughs> Just us two. Sheesh. Well, oh, what's wow. up? It's only been us two. I know, and we've had two guests in a row in our last two episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, we're doing it. What's up? What's up with you? How's your whale sightings been? I don't like whale watching in the month of June. <laughs> hey. Um, but we've been seeing whales, but it's been a lot of work to find them. Like we've been covering a lot of stretches of ocean, and it's silly because like there's so much bait around, and like I don't know where the whales went. <laughs> But we've been seeing humpback whales, lots of fin whales. Um, we saw some dolphins yesterday for the first time in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. The guy in the Atlantic white tides? Yep. That's like your primary, that's like your common dolphin, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we do see common dolphins, but not nearly as often as we see Atlantic white side dolphins. What a cool dolphin to have commonly in the area. Yeah, they're really cool looking. They're really pretty. I want to say it's similar whale watching, but there's more than one whale. I mean, like there's, you know, 10 or 12 whales in the bay right now. I, I don't, maybe there's more than that, but like that, you know, are in like near the beach, you know what I mean? Between Monterey yeah. and Moss, kind of like, you know, not to the north, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah, whale watching still seems pretty good. I've been off, well, the wind kept me off the water for the last three days and then today what it would have been today was really beautiful i uh i did a survey on my boat with uh to get some insurance today uh but my drive from monterey to moss landing the weather looked amazing and it was like why do i have to schedule this today you couldn't have been on any of the windy days <laughs> well i thought you said the weather was going to be bad though so it ended up being a lot nicer well, it, it was supposed to be bad like the, the morning was there was swell, but it was glassy. And so mm-hmm. it was this evening that was so, like, it's windy right now. So mm-hmm. it was, it was that I was going to have to take my boat from Moss Landing to Monterey and do that. But I ended up not having to do that. So it all worked out. Yeah. Nice. Yep. yep. Yeah. It, it was a sheet of glass yesterday. No swell. So calm. And then today it was a whole different ocean out there. Like for three days, I'm sunburned. For three days, it's been hot. I've been in tank top, shorts, flip flops when I'm cleaning the boat. And then today, I was like, it's cold. Like I have a sweatshirt on right now. <laughs> and so your sightings weren't that good, even though it was so calm, right? Right. I mean, we had a great group of dolphins, um, but we ran for like over an hour after the dolphins trying to find a whale. And we finally had a boat that left behind us find one back where we'd already gone through. And we were like, how did we not see this whale? <laughs> And then that was the only whale that was around. Probably so. came in right after you guys turned around. It was probably coming Yeah, or maybe second. we just went like a couple miles too far, one side or the other of it, and just didn't see it. I wish like, someone... we saw a whale, so it was like, obviously we were seeing a whale, like, but it was not that, it was, this was a humpback that we turned around for, so. You, you know what we, <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, imagine like an albatross has like a podcast, and this albatross is like, the podcast is about how many times whale watching boats and people out there turn one mile short of like seeing 
beaked whales or killer whales because they know whales, they're like i'm just gonna see how far these people get you know today. how many times i pass albatross and like they just like are a mile ahead of me in, a, in like you know a couple like a you know 30 seconds they're just far away and yeah it's just like you're like like no i'm just saying like can you imagine if you could someone... just ask them like where where are the things but it'd be even funnier if there was a podcast that talked to us like oh Slater on the Cabo today stopped two miles short of a sperm whale playing with a you know a tennis ball <laughs> like you're something crazy. Oh. Missed it again. Speaking of sperm whale, uh, Kate texted me this morning to listen to the hydrophone, and you could easily hear a sperm whale. Like oh click, cool, click click, click click like it was yeah. So that's nice. pretty cool. Um, sperm whales, you could hear or you could hear a sperm whale clicking. You could hear dolphins as well and a humpback every once in a while so it's, that's you're just listening to three whales like all kinds of cool stuff yeah so it's uh but yeah the, the whale watching still good here so it's been pretty good yeah i'm sure all the whales are going to come back because like a lot of the regulars that are from like Stellwagen bank and stuff haven't really shown up yet this season like haven't been sighted by anyone so like the whales are somewhere they're still coming so it's just like we're on the weird lull right now and it's just it's a lot of work to find them i wonder if like it so it's like there's so much bait here right now too and it's like there's a lot of bait but is it very thick you know what i mean like it just seems like i can see a lot of it but it's, we're not seeing a lot of the surface really so i wonder if it's kind of the same thing like there's a lot of bait but it's just hasn't like built up into those like huge bait balls yeah that are like I mean, there the you know shifting a lot but for like four days out on the northwest corner of so wagon bank there's been like thick layers of bait yeah. and we're like why are there no whales here not even like a minky whale or anything so but you know we'll get them dialed in here pretty soon i think some whales are starting to check back in and we'll see what happens as the month goes on um but yeah we saw another yeah. basking shark like Oh, just throwing two, basking sharks around like it's non 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 two or three now. days ago. Yeah. <laughs> seen one, no you seen deal. them all. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. See how it is. And we had our first mola mola of the season like a week ago, which was cool. What what are what are technically like your exotic whales that can pop up near you guys? Say like, whales. Like, okay. Um you guys have sperm whales? No. I mean, in deep water, sure. Oh, you're on a bank, so most yeah, of the time, right? Like Cell wagon bank. Deep when we're on the bank. Yeah. Um, killer whales, pilot whales, say whales. I feel like seeing killer whales. I mean, I've seen humpbacks in other places, but I feel like seeing killer whales in other places is just so like you just like, what do they do? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we kind of know a lot about the transients. I yeah. guess I wouldn't say we know a lot, but I mean, we know a good amount. They're pretty well documented, right? And same with all yeah, the whales. I mean, up the, whole the whales West Coast. off the West Coast of North America are like such coastal animals that like they're better documented than most other places. Yeah. But like your humpbacks are technically better documented, right? Than here, or they just started oh. earlier. Yeah. 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 The catalog, the specific individual cataloging efforts started a lot earlier in the North Atlantic than most other places yeah mid 1970s yeah it, would it blows my be... mind that like so the captain i work for he's like he's been doing whale watching since he was a kid 
And like, just to think that there are whales that we see out there that are older than him. Oh yeah. You know, like he's had a very long career already. I mean, he's not like super old or anything, but it's just like, it's mind boggling to see this person that's like been doing this for two and a half decades. And like, there are whales that we look at on our trips that are like older than him. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we both have whales in our catalog or like in our happy whale accounts that are older than us. Right. Yeah. And then second to that, it's like, first time I saw bumper, I was, I guess I was 18. It's only like nine years ago. Still, it's a long time to see one killer whale. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we see salt, right. She was first documented in 1975. Like she is a lot older than me. (laughs) Yeah. What is she like? 45 for our I think she's like, in her 50s at least because 50, she wasn't yeah. a calf when she's first documented. Like this whale's potentially 20 years older than me. That's nuts. The things that she has seen in her life. Anyways. I love the ocean. I love the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got some. Well, I guess that's our signing updates between us two. Yeah. Um, we have. I guess, well, we launched a uh, pretty exciting thing. We're website! still working on. We're still working on it, but yeah. we we launched a website, and as of right now, the URL is thewhalenerds.com. Yeah, and you guys can check it out. Um, and we're gonna have some exciting things coming to that website uh, pretty soon here. I think. Yeah, a lot of the things that have to go into. The podcasts are like the not so fun things behind the scenes. And like, it takes us a while to like work out all the details and it's a big labor of love behind the scenes. And then I feel like we're like, ta-da, we made a website and people are like, cool. And you're like, no, but we're like, we really had to work on it. (laughs) Well, no, it's not even that. It's not even the energy of making the website or anything, the content on it or the right. It's like more of the fact that three of us have to uh, get our schedules together to like we try to do everything together there's not very much that we do separately so getting three people together one time a week at least to podcast and then you know a few times a week to do yeah some somehow we talk for at least 40 minutes a day each of us (laughs) like but it's not and maybe like like, i call slater and then adam calls me or like yeah vice versa we figure it out yeah, exactly. But we have a website and there's, it's pretty, pretty plain right now. Um, but we're definitely going to add some new buttons on there pretty soon. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. So it's been nice to have, have the website instead of just a Podbean website and stuff. Um, because it is cool that Podbean like hosts that for our podcast, but, um, this will be a better place to centralize all of our information. So we'll still use like the Facebook for, um, links about articles and things like that um but the website's going to be a better like place to touch base with us and like keep up to date on like bigger overall things that are going on with the podcast um and it'll be a better tool for us to use so we're pretty excited about it yep and then you're gonna hear a future episode pretty soon um about a new film that's coming out and the trailer actually just dropped for it two days ago i think so you may have seen this like start to pop up in your social media feeds or like on youtube or something but it's a film called the loneliest whale 
the search for 52. So we've actually inadvertently talked a little bit about it with John Kalamakitis in our yeah. um, last episode, episode 79. I don't think he knew that like they were getting ready to roll with it, but I don't think so either. And I feel like they're <laughs> kind of, I, I, there was definitely some spoilers, but not like anything too crazy. There's a, that, yeah, the mean, documentary is really cool. And we're definitely excited to share with you guys. Uh, I think it'll be like our next episode, right? Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll probably put out a mini episode like we did with Secrets of the Whales because we've been um, granted screening access. And so um, we're going to put out some um, reactions to the film, try not to spoil it too much. And then hopefully pretty soon we'll have more details about all the places that you can watch it. Uh, we're still getting all that information from them right now. So um, pretty cool. Loneliest Whale. It's coming out in July. So pretty soon. Um. Yeah. But we do have a couple of news articles and one of them happens to be about um, this man of, I don't hey, know, being a potential know. spoiler for the film. Yeah. I don't know. But it's a scientific paper that came out that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Um, Adam couldn't be here today, but he's with us in spirit through this paper. So um, this That's is true. a he paper is. that came out, um, let's see, in April uh, of this year. And the paper title is uh, Sightings and Satellite Tracking of a Fin Whale, Blue Whale, or Blue Whale Fin Whale Hybrid in its Wintering and Summering Ranges in the Eastern North Pacific. Um, and this is a collaborative between quite a few different organizations along the California, Oregon, and Washington coastlines, as well as some collaborators in Mexico. And it's in Advances in Oceanography and Marine Biology. Um, is where it was published. So the article is talking about fin whale, blue whale hybrids, including flu, which is a whale that Adam has seen. So I'm sure we're gonna circle back to this topic again, but um, this was what was on the docket for tonight. Um, but it does talk a little bit about the history of hybrids. And there has actually been fin whale, blue whale hybrids documented for over 130 years in um, not only the Pacific, but also the Atlantic. So it's not an unusual thing. It's not common, but it's not like totally out of this world. There have been um, whaling records. There have been um, sighting records for over 130 years of hybrids between fin whales and blue whales. And they actually also think that uh, these hybrids are fertile because they have whaling records that show female hybrids that were pregnant at the time of capture. Oh, so that's sad. like, that's one of those questions about like, is it a new species? Are the two species different enough, enough to actually be separate species? Can they produce fertile offspring? They can produce fertile offspring. So that's just like, makes things more confusing. Do they know flu is, a, is it to say flu is a male or a female? I believe flu is a male and it has, he has a blue whale mom. Wow. And they so, can do all that with a DNA sample. Yep. You can find out who your mama is. <laughs> <laughs> so whale version of Maury, you are the mother. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find where it says it in the paper. Flu is identified. Well, in that, um, in Iceland in 2018, they captured that. And I remember the big controversy, everybody was like, yep. they killed a blue whale. And then they were yeah. like, we thought it was a fin whale. And then they ended up doing the DNA testing on it and it ended up being a hybrid. Yeah. 
Yeah, and legally it becomes a big issue if it's a fin whale or if it's a blue whale because they're allowed to hunt fin whales. They're yeah. not allowed to hunt blue whales. So then what, do you get half a citation? Because- <laughs> But I think it's like $100,000, you only get 50K for the fine. <laughs> I feel like you should pay double because it's such a rarity. It's like you killed a unicorn. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so if they're, you said they're fertile, right? So can these, are these hybrid ones now mating with just a random blue or a fin or they just choose whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to say because the, the fetus was documented in an animal they killed. So, and I'm not sure how much data has been done with blue whales and fin whales to like have that kind of analysis to be like oh this whale has like a quarter blue whale like i don't know if, can you tell yeah. that i don't know and so um, like if two so let's say a uh you know flu finds a, a female hybrid way out you know way down in san diego or something yep and now they just are always making hybrids maybe or it's they a secret a, they, they have a secret a, going on a, that we don't even know they just make a narwhal <laughs> um anyways so um talking about flu specifically um flu has been visually identified 13 different times from the year 2004 to the year 2020 um and has been sighted in the gulf of um california in mexico in the winter of 2020. So like, not only do we have data from California, we have data from Mexico showing that this whale is using a wintering ground. Um, that's like, that's really cool. Like we, a lot of people argue like, do our blue whales only go to Costa Rica? Do they also go up into Laredo? Do they go back and forth? Are they really two different populations? How much overlap is there? And now like, here's this hybrid that's just like, okay, I'm going to go to Mexico. Like what? See, and I wonder if, okay, so let's say they're like, well, maybe his mom went there. Yeah. And what if the dad didn't go there? Like yeah. he went to Costa Rica. Like you have no idea. Well, and so the mom's a blue whale and the dad's a fin whale. So does that mean that these blue whales and fin whales that forage off of California are intermingling in the Gulf of California in Mexico in the winter? Like, or is, is that where of, this, like off Laredo, is that where this party's going on? You know what's crazy is we know nothing about these whales. <laughs> like, I, and it's funny because like we, we know quite a bit about blue whales, but we still know nothing about them. And we know nothing mm -hmm. about fin whales. And there, I feel like we see fin whales very regularly compared to blue whales, like. Yeah. You can see them almost once or, you know, a few times a month, especially it depends on where you're at in the world. Yeah. So it's like, what? Well, and you the know. crazy thing is about fin whales, if you like, just look at like marine mammal guidebooks and textbooks, some of them say that fin whale breeding habitats may shift based on prey availability and that those whales communicate that amongst themselves. So like, no one really knows like for yeah. sure where these whales go all the time. Uh, but this paper does talk a little bit about like habitat use and stuff on the wintering ground. So if you're really interested in learning more about that, I definitely would encourage you to read this paper. Um, it is open access and I will post the link in the comments when I post the episode link on our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, it's super cool to like see the wintering range information 
And um, there are lots of photos of flu in here. So if you think you've maybe seen this whale, you can look at the ID photos um, that are in the paper. And there is also a drone image contributed of flu from Adam in the paper. So that's pretty cool too. Look at him doing big things. It's so funny because it's so like fin whaley body, blue whaley peck fin, dorsal fin, fin whale, you know? It's a, a yeah, it's on. like it's a really dark blue whale with sort of a chevron and blaze. And a the fin chevron for the people at home is it's the marking behind the blowholes, right? Yeah, the chevron and blaze is like or is the, in front? the arrow point that like looks like it's pointing down oh, the down the rock. Is okay, the chevron, yeah. and then they sometimes have like this swirl of white as well, and that's a blaze. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll put a fin whale photo on the Instagram. Yeah, I, I took one recently. Also, if you're on our Patreon, you can see my baby fin whale photos from a couple weeks ago. It was so cute. <laughs> I didn't know go. a whale could be so cute, but here we are, fin whale and babies. It, it flukes up, right? Yes. Yeah. There's so, photos of flu fluking. And so that's so funny because. And there was this, there's a fin whale, and I'm pretty sure it had a name off of Southern California. Yes, and I, it's been seen fluke. other places. And it's not, but it's not like a high and dry fluke. He just like lifts his fluke up out of the water flat and just kind of like falls back down. Lays it back down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it a, has a name. You know, oh man, it's going to bug me. Yeah. I, I, I've seen it. And yeah. I honestly, I've seen photos of it. I haven't actually seen it, but I've seen photos and videos of the behavior. I wish that I was like, it's not that I wasn't into whales in 2014 or 15. Obviously, I like taking pictures of them, but I didn't have the people around me. I wasn't in a community of like people that were invested in like the research of these animals. And I yeah. was just working on a you know whale watch boat that you know it's just more of an open party boat. And so I didn't have like yeah I don't know I just didn't know like you know how many blue whales I saw growing up on the on, yeah. like so fortunate to see. I yeah. mean on the fishing boat where I was out there on anchor fishing for sculpin and sand dabs and a blue whale right by the boat. I had this photo for so long on my Facebook that is like a blue whale with a container ship in the background of like, uh, I took on this point and shoot Nokia camera, like a cool pics, whatever it's called. <laughs> and I didn't even like photography then, like at all. Like I just had the camera because and it's funny that the, like at the time, I feel like the captain and crew would have make fun of me for like pulling out my camera to like take pictures of a whale going by when we're fishing. Cause that's just how it was like, yeah. Not that's not how it was necessarily, but it's just like they're just giving you crap. But it's just weird how many blue whales I like was so fortunate to see, and I didn't even didn't even phase me that there was like only so many left, and like you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, learn. And I wish more people had like an opportunity to really like step back and like appreciate how an encounter like that is, because like a lot of the time, like your passengers may not have gotten that either, you know. Like, dude, you just saw something that people pay thousands of dollars to try and go see, it's you know, like for like, yeah, people would pay money probably to like get a helicopter to fly all around the ocean and look for this. I guarantee there's someone that yeah. would do that to, for yeah, a bucket list. Exactly. And I'm just like, you know, eating a cheeseburger, looking off on the fishing <laughs> boat, looking at a blue whale swim by. And you know what is crazy about the blue whale though? The blue whale really started booming whale watching in Newport gray whales always were going by we always did it was more of like a summer school like school groups and like during the winter it was just school groups going on the boat and yeah, you know yeah. there's people on the weekends 
to see gray whales. But as I remember, like, it was like, we guaranteed blue whales all summer long. We went out of the Harbor and in, in Newport beach, there's a deep Canyon right off. Like, you know, you, we have blue whales literally within one mile of the beach. That's really mm-hmm. close. Like, mm-hmm. and we've seen that here in Monterey too, right off Canary row. We've seen blue whales. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, yeah, we used to, I think it was like eight or nine or 10 years ago that it was like, we could gar- almost guarantee blue whales all summer. And then yeah. obviously that changed. I guess they started spreading more. Yeah. They started spreading further out along the coast, but yeah, kind of crazy. Um, I feel like there was a couple. Oh yeah. So flu, the last point I'll make about flu, um, it prefers to be in the company of blue whales. So when it is sighted, it's almost always with blue whales, but, or it'll be in a loose aggregation of fin whales. And there's usually at least one or two blue whales around is kind of my impression from the paper. Um, And then this paper also suggests that the hybrids like flu, um, because there's more than one out there in the world, both the Atlantic and the Pacific and the Northern hemisphere have them documented. Um, So in the Pacific, they think that this hybrid could be producing this mysterious 52 Hertz call. That's part of what's in this paper here. So um, you'll have to watch The Loneliest Whale for more information, but that is a suggestion that's made in this paper. Um, and I, we should have asked John Kalamakitis this when we were talking about it, because I have heard him say before that he has seen more than one. He's definitely seen flu. He's part of this um, report here, but over his very incredible career, he has seen hybrids more than once. So, um, pretty we interesting. We could have talked stuff. to John for a 17 hour podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously though. Oh, and like, he was so awesome. He was like, I want to do another one. I know. It, it was, I think the reason why is because we kind of got off on little, like, like one question and then we'd be like oh that's so cool and we'd like dive into that and then yeah. we're like wait what were we actually talking about and then we'd go back to that <laughs> and then we'd go back to like so we, we really jumped all over the place in that podcast yeah. but I, I definitely want to have him on in here like I think he's got a lot of probably more awesome stories to tell in the ocean yeah and- for sure and I know he's a very busy guy so in the summer I think he's probably going to be pretty well committed to all his projects but maybe we'll get him again in the fall yeah um, but yeah pretty definitely. cool stuff so um, new paper on hybrids of fin whales and blue whales. And then I, um, I don't know, I've kind of mentioned this before in the podcast, how I like have a very nerdy list of um, things that I would like to talk about all the time. And like, it's like seven pages of possible topics that we are always drawing from. So there was two more things about blue whales that I had in our topics bank, I guess you would call it our list. Um, and so since we were talking about fin whales and blue whales, I figured it'd be good to put these on this episode as well. Um, this next one is from New Zealand and it's about blue whales and it's called temporal and spatial lags between wind, coastal upwelling and blue whale occurrence. Um, and this is also actually some scientists that were at Oregon State University um, and in New Zealand and it's in Let's see, Scientific Reports is the journal that it's in. It's also an open access paper that came out in March. And basically this is the wind to whales theory documented very well with blue whales in New Zealand. Um, I think this might actually be 
the project where they got the fin whale aerial or the blue whale aerial footage you know the drone video oh, the first like yeah yeah I know with exactly the krill and stuff i think that might have been this project but i'm not 100 percent sure because i think that my footage might have been off of australia but i know it was the some of the same scientists so this um, is exactly what you and i were just talking about yeah the other day was it was this why we were talking about it no I don't, so well, just, I don't know Maybe. when i came up with my big theory when i invented science yeah about, about all the blue like, that's already a theory <laughs> <laughs> all right hit them with the facts caitlin <laughs> so in general the wind to whales theory is that in upwelling zones which are quite windy places you're going to um, have the ecosystem have the water column be stirred up enough to create a phytoplankton balloon which then sets off a food chain the animals that prefer like the low end of the food chain like baleen whales show up right after the wind. Well, in New Zealand, um, I'm going to really butcher this name and I'm so sorry. We should just call Pete to ask him how to pronounce these things. But the South... Taranaki. I'm sure it's not Taranaki, but <laughs> we're going to say that. We should like ask Siri. Um, Taranaki region. Um, they have a pretty good like recording system for wind events like they have a pretty good system of buoys and stuff they're recording weather all the time i mean a lot of places around the world have that but um they were able to take these models and create these metrics to define quote unquote wind events um and they go, they do a really good explanation of how they determine like when is there a wind event but basically they looked at the average wind speed for that time frame and then looked at days that were above average for that time frame and called that a wind event. And there's a little bit more specific metrics in there. Um, and, but basically, they would look at a wind event and then they had hydrophones that they were detecting blue whale calls, primarily D calls, which we did talk a little bit about that with John Kalamakitis. Um, and so they would look at the time frame of when there was a wind event and when the D calls started showing up in the same area. And it was like this super clear pattern of like within three to 14 days, sometimes a little longer than that, after a wind event, blue whales showed up to this area. So, doesn't that almost seem like if you if you followed where this wind started almost, like you would find blue whales? Mm, I don't I mean, I don't know if you could say what direction they're coming in from. Yeah, I guess that's true, but it's like. Oh, how do they know? They just know the krill. Like, what? How do they hear it? What do they smell? I mean, you see? can you can hear wind underwater. No, I know, but I guess they hear that. I like, go, oh, it's windy over there in New Zealand. We're gonna move. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, how long can they hear? Like, what distance can they hear the noise of wind over? I don't know. But also, like, how good are they at temp temperature sensing? And yeah. you know, are they picking up some other environmental cues about how food's moving? You know, we just don't know any of that stuff. We don't know. But I mean, this is a observed pattern. The whales obviously know. We just don't know how they know. Taranaki. Taranaki. Yep. That's probably right. Except it, our accent. No, it's bad. like T A A R U H. Tara. Taranaki. Tara, or is it Naki? Naki. No, N A. It's T A A R U H N A A K E E. Taranaki. <laughs> If you're from New Zealand, I'm sorry if we offended you. We're, we're Google just... translating. <laughs> um, 
Um, so yeah, I just thought it was a cool example and it was new science that just came out in March, um, just backing up that wind to whales theory. And like, it's just a, such a clear documented set of events. It's wind above average windy and then boom, there's blue whales here, so. It's gonna sound crazy, but I mean, it just happened in Monterey. It was windy for how many days? And then that one day, Adam was up here, we went out and someone found, I was able to go see two blue whales. Someone found two blue whales. Yeah. And, and two more blue whales were seen off Bigster that day. We, I think, did we, no, we haven't talked about it because we haven't talked about any sightings. Yeah. But it's just like, so now I can't be mad at the wind, you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. You have to just accept that it's a necessary part of the ecosystem. Do you not remember? I used to say that on the phone all the time at Discovery. Like, it's great for the ocean, but it's bad for us to go out on the boat. Yeah, that's true. You did say that. I, actually, when you just said that, it, it brought back some deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think one of the clearest wind to whales events I ever experienced in Monterey, um, actually, you know, that project Jody and I are doing with Wild Monterey Bay, we interviewed uh -huh. Ted, and this is his story for the project, is except I have like the whole month version of it myself, real time. In June of 2016, 15, I can't remember, one of those two years, it was windy the whole month. We didn't get out for an afternoon trip the entire month of June. How it is right now. And we didn't get out for four whole days in June because it was so windy. But the second week of July, I'm not kidding, 200 whales showed up. Oh, you're talking some good language to me right now. <laughs> it's not that bad. And also <laughs> knock on wood because I have a trip on the 18th. We for four hours and we'd go home and like need to take a nap because we were so beat up from the boat. And like, I was just like, I'm so sick of it. And by the end of June, the whales seemed to be sick of it too. Like the humpbacks were just sleeping. Like we waited 20 minutes for humpback whales that, that month because they were taking a nap and they literally came up in the same spot. And I was like, even the whales are tired of the wind. That's funny. We had a day like that the other day. It was like these, it was every single person across the bay that had a humpback legit was on the radio. Like these whales are asleep. Like, I don't know if it's because of the wind or anything, but that, that did happen the other day. But don't you talk about the wind because I have a trip on June 18th. <laughs> Man, since I'm plugging myself, I have five spots left. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in the morning. It leaves really early, too, seven. Oh, okay. It's a really early one. That's yeah, good so because then you'll be That's what I did, yeah. If there's going to be any weather, you'll be ahead of it. It'll be like the last two hours of the trip if there's any, so it's perfect. And hopefully you'll be mostly on your way home by then, so. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be at Davidson Seamount looking at turkeys. Wait, what? <laughs> what, what, what is, so June 18th, you have five seats left? Uh, Yeah. And then, so if you want to go whale watching in June with Slater, definitely book it through him. Kaylin's invited, but she's never going to come. <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah, it's only a week away. I can't. I can't. Um, okay, so last paper slash report that I have. Um, I think I actually got this from the research group that's in the Philippines. Let me look up their name. It's like Baylena or something, which I think is like an acronym for whale in Tagalog. Where is their thing? Are you looking at this uh, journal of the threatened taxa? Yes. But the research group's name is in there somewhere. Baylena dot 
org. So B-A-L-Y-E-N-A.org, I think is where I actually got the report from. Um, it's, a, it's a cetacean research group in the Philippines because believe it or not, there are cetaceans there. Um, Can you say that blue whale's uh, science name? Balanoptera musculus. What is this Linnaeus? Is that part of it? Linnaeus. Um, there are quite a few different subspecies uh, okay. of blue whales, which we did talk about like, I don't know, seven or eight episodes ago. I like think. Sri Lankan ones. Yeah, there's pygmy blue whales. There's three or four different subspecies of blue whales themselves. Um, which actually this report talks about a little bit. So basically this is first confirmed sightings of blue whales um, in the Philippines since the 19th century. So um, during the 1800s, there are some whaling records of blue whales in the Philippines, but there haven't been any reports of blue whales since 1900, basically, um, until 2004. So there was confirmed sightings in 2004. One was a mom calf pair and another one was a single adult. And then since 2004, there have been 33 sightings of single adult blue whales around the Philippines. Um, but if you look at like the Philippines on a map and if you kind of know where all the subpopulations of that are officially documented of blue whales are, the Philippines is at the intersection of four blue whale populations, the North Indian Ocean, the Southeast Indian Ocean, the North Pacific, and the Southern Ocean. So like, where the heck are these blue whales from? Um, and then also, not only are there blue whale populations that this is an intersection between, there also are three subspecies of blue whales that it could be because of where the Philippines is between the ranges of those three subspecies of blue whales. So the Southern Ocean blue whale is a subspecies, the North Pacific is a subspecies and the Indian Ocean is a subspecies. So it's like, what is going on? Um, and Just then man. there's one whale in particular that has been seen 13 times in an 18, in an eight year timeframe, 13 times in eight years. So like, this one whale really likes this area off the Philippines. Um, and one of the sightings. So if they biopsy it, can they tell what kind of subspecies it is or no? Um, they might be able to, but I don't remember reading anywhere in the report that they've had an opportunity to biopsy. I think they've yeah, only had an opportunity to survey and photograph. Yeah, you might get a sighting of it, but it's not like you're doing research that day. You know what I mean? So Yeah, well, and it also is like, do you have funding and equipment and a lab to process this stuff in? You know, like that stuff's pretty expensive. Um, so yeah, right now it just looks like it's visual data. And one of the like kind of odd reports in 2011, there was a film crew, like a TV, local TV crew on the water and I don't really know what they were filming. It's like this film called, or show called Born to be Wild, but they happened to find this blue whale and film it for the show and the blue whale pooped. So like the whale's eating while it's That's there. Funny. So that kind of answers part of the question. Like what's the whale doing there? Well, it must be finding some food. Um, and if you look in the Bohol Sea, it's like a short continental shelf and like some deep water and some upwelling happened there. So it kind of further puts evidence towards like 
this could be a feeding location for blue whales. It's just not very well surveyed and it's not very well uh, studied. So kind of interesting. Um, based on the information that they've gathered since 2004, the most likely theory is that it's a blue whale from the Australian Indian stock. So I think that's the Southeast Indian Ocean population. Is that, is that, is that a pig, are those pygmy blue whales? No, it would be a, a blue whale. Um, but they can't rule out pygmy blue whale because of the estimated size. So because they have pygmy blue whales. In, it's in, in the Indian Ocean and South yes. Pacific Ocean, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, so there's some back and forth in the, in the discussion section about that, but they have dorsal fin and like laterally and fluke ID, that one individual that's been sighted a bunch of times. So pretty interesting stuff. But yeah, I would have, if you would have said, are there blue whales off the coast of the Philippines? I probably would have told you no until I read this report. There's whale sharks there though, right? Yes. Yes. So then, okay. So that was my, the other thing that I had actually pulled up while I was, um, thinking about the upwelling and stuff is like off the coast of the Philippines, you can see whale sharks, they are eating krill. Um, and then also like sometimes in the Philippines, krill is served as part of a dish. It is in Iceland as a, as like a cream cheese kind of. Yeah. This is like a, a fish paste thing, but, um, I've also had people that are Filipino tell me that they had like fried krill and eaten it. So you know, obviously there's krill there. So there's something for the whales to eat. Yeah, look, krill spread. Yeah. You spread it on like toast and crackers. That sounds so gross. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I tried it. I mean, that, I guess uh, maybe some people eat locks on their bagels, but I also think that's gross. So who am I? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So that wraps those, it up. For we just learned a bunch. Yeah, we did. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what I do when I talk to you and <laughs> just learn. <laughs> and I'm sure there's about 6,844 more topics of blue whale stuff down here somewhere. No, that's all the blue, recent blue whale ones that we hadn't covered yet that are in the list. Uh, but, you know, if I find more, you'll hear about it, I'm sure. You, you know that year you told me about where I think it was just like 15 or 14 or something before I moved up here where you had like, you said like 100 blue whales and humpbacks and like fin whales all off of. Not 100 blue whales in particular, but like there was yeah, hundreds of- Yeah, there was in May of, it was either 2016, 15 or 16. Actually, it happened both seasons. But it was like one a year, year before huge. I moved here, two years before I moved here. Yeah, the, the year- 15 or the 14. The first year was huge. It was like 75 blue whales, plus there was fin whales and humpback whales. Um, they started out like on kind of the north- west slope of the canyon just past the Soquel and then slowly moved out offshore up towards Santa Cruz and Davenport over the course of like 10 days or something but it was like there was always a blue whale at the surface like as far as the eye could see when you were in the middle of the aggregation and it was that year that the helicopter company was doing blue whale tours from Watsonville will it ever happen again <laughs> I, I had that year. You you saw it. When was it? It was like November or something. I don't even know. May. When was that film? When did I film it? When? You know what the I'm talking about? Meeting? That. No, 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 not that. It was the night. My favorite night. The one with the white sided and the blue whale. Oh, you know that about? was in the fall, wasn't it? 
I think it was like that. September or October. I felt like it was it, like it was, it was in the fall because there's it was sunset and like yeah, that's when like, we're out at sunset. We so were still doing sunset cruises, so it had to be like probably mid September. So in 2017, but there was like we we everybody claimed like 50 blue whales i mean is it accurate i don't know there were so many humpbacks too but it's like that was the same year that all through the winter we had blue whales from 2017 to 2018 and you guys saw the breaching blue whale on new year's day not me but someone saw it yeah yeah so where was i going with that sorry i don't know you're wondering if it's ever gonna happen again yeah it's gonna happen again i need that <laughs> night to happen again i need it to happen i dude there it's just like Nights like that, you can't, I, it's like. You can't script it. You can't repeat it. Well, no, it. but you can't even focus. Like, you feel like you're getting everything. You feel like you're filming, you're photographing, you're, you know, you're capturing the moment. And then you look back on it and you're like, I could have done 6,000 things differently. I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have. Or I could have, like, not done any of those things. And embrace the moment it. more. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was just going to say you could embrace the moment more. Yeah. Or you could just cry. I don't know about it for years to come. I don't, I, I just. I just need a couple more days on the water. <laughs> this is what drives Slater. The possibility of, of photographing something again. Well, yeah, again, one, redoing something. Or for the of, first time ever. Yeah, but I think that's the, yeah. After <laughs> after John said moments. that, after John Kalamakiti said that what drives him is like discoverability, right? Like him discovering something new, which he has yeah. many times, right? Yeah. And so it's like, for me, it's like, I guess it, I'd never even thought of, I never like put two and two together, but I mean, you were on, what are the odds you were on the boat with me the day that we, it's not, we didn't discover something new because they, the record showed. But we documented first time very clearly. A killer whale so eating so a shark. Could identify the species of shark. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like, is that going to happen again? I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, dude, what if, this morning we heard sperm whales on the hydrophone. What if it went out there and there were sperm whales playing with white-sided dolphins, like offshore? I, you just you don't know. <laughs> For those of you that are Patreon followers, you're going to be able to see Slater's very distraught face during. I'm this crying. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. Well, that's where we're at with things, you know. Thanks for following along. <laughs> it was in. It's supposedly it was created December 31st of 2018. December, 50 blue whales in December. I mean, that, was a, that was a weird winter. I remember it being a weird winter. You're telling me. So. All right. Well, well if you made it this far in the episode, what is the secret whale of the week? Did, what did we do last week? It was, uh, was it the lonely whale or something? It's a lonely whale. Do uh, I was gonna say pygmy blue whale, but we could switch it up. Let's do uh, Filipino blue whale. Filipino blue whale. All right. <laughs> okay, that's our secret whale. I'm, I'm distraught now. <laughs> I'm distraught. Thank you well, guys thank for listening. Oh, go ahead. Po- now you go ahead. You thank no, you them. All right. We'll thank them. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, appreciate it if you made it this far. Uh, Sorry, Adam was not able to make it. And I know this episode would have, he would have been like spazzing out because one, he saw flu and two, he definitely is, uh, loves blue whales. And yeah. So it's right. um, we'll listen to him spaz out for the next one. It'll yeah, be but he'll we be on there for the, little. Uh, for the the lonely whale episode. 
Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for your support on Patreon. Yes. Um, if you guys aren't busy, feel free to check out our website. It's thewellnerds.com. And you can find links to our Patreon on there, um, to our podcast on different platforms. And there's a little about me page about us. And yeah, so feel free to check that out. Yeah. And if you are listening to the podcast somewhere and you are not a subscriber to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe wherever you like to listen. That would be super helpful for us. And uh, it helps us kind of share the podcast with more people. The more subscribers we have, the further it gets pushed out to everybody. So thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.